What is up, you guys? My name is Sabrina, and I get to be one of the hosts for this podcast on fire. I'm so, so excited to be back. I'm so glad to be here filming another episode for you guys. You guys don't know how hard. I've, I've been so, like, frustrated because of how many times I'm getting allergies and just my throat cutting out on me anywhere I went and just having a stuffy nose and just boogers just coming out. It was disgusting. I got sick three times in the past two months, which is so much fun. Let's just, <laughs> just kidding though. I got sick. Um, I posted on the Instagram last week. If you guys don't follow the Instagram, make sure you go check that out because that's where I do all the updates where I tell you guys when the episodes are coming out and everything like that. Just giving you guys good news and sometimes bad news because of my sickness. But anyways, um, make sure you go follow the Instagram down in the description below. But I posted on the Instagram last week saying that I wasn't able to upload an episode just because of how crazy my sickness was. And I was so close to not filming this week because of how crazy this week is then i've been planning an event for my church again i don't know if i mentioned this i have actually um i'm a youth teacher the youth minister at my church so like i there's an upcoming event for like a christmas thing this sunday so i've been planning that and it's been kind of weighing on my heart like i've been stressing about it but you know i've been praying giving it to god and just doing my thing so yeah i was close to not doing this but i was like no i need to put it on an episode because if i don't put one out today then i'm not gonna do it and i was like no i need to be consistent and for those who have been eager and wanting to hear another word through the podcast i really needed to put this out there so i'm so glad for those who are new here for those who are coming back i'm so glad that you guys are tuning in for today's amazing amazing episode um last week uh two weeks ago my bad two weeks ago we did a wrap up of the message series titled examples of obedience um if you guys weren't here for that or if you guys were here for that again obedience just um kind of a motivation inspiration how important it is when you are walking with god how it's a necessity because not only are you blessing yourself but you're going to bless others that god is going to reward you and through you he's going to bless many other people so make sure you go check that out because that is very very important when you're walking with god um as you can tell by today's episode we're doing another parable which is one of my favorites one of my favorite things to learn and dissect um especially when you're reading the bible so as you can tell we're doing the parable of the heart of the man and today's episode again we're just going to define and dissect the parable that jesus told you know we're just going to get deep into it so if you guys want to read along go ahead and jump into matthew 15 verses 10 to 20 um, if you're driving or doing something very, very important right now, I don't want to distract you from that. So you can just hear me read the verses. I'll be reading the verses. Or if you want to pull out a Bible app, your Bible app on the phone, or if you want to read along to the physical Bible, go ahead and read along with me. Again, if you're driving, do not do that. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the road, okay? You need to fully pay attention when you are driving. Anyways, let's just go ahead and jump into it. I'm very excited. And yeah, so again, parables. I've said this before in many other um, episodes before when I did with Stephanie. We did parables for talking about the sower, um, prodigal son. And then I also did the parable of the speck and the log. And I've said it before in the episodes, but if you don't know what a parable is, so the purpose of parables was Jesus' way of teaching in a way that people would be able to understand the teachings. In other words, God's word, okay? So parables are like riddles, puzzles, things like mysterious things for us to, you know, get and like kind of cut through and dissect. I use the word dissect a lot, but just kind of like getting through and trying to figure out what this exactly means. In other words, it's like an analogy. You know, that um, that saying, life is like a box of chocolates. It's something like that. You know, Jesus would take these scenarios that people would understand back then and make a point. So an analogy is used to compare some similarities between two unrelated things as a way to make a point. 
through the comparison. Again, the analogy of life is like a box of chocolates because you're never going to know what's going to come up next. It's very unexpected. So because a lot of people back then were farmers, you know, they there were shepherds and everything like that. Jesus used these type of like um, analogies, used these type of sayings to get through to them to be like, hey, this is actually what it means. And he's like, but the biblical version is what this means. So this was the whole concept of what the parables meant and how Jesus was very good at it. Okay. Cause I, I love puzzles. And whenever I read a parable, I'm like, dang God, like Jesus, you doing your thing. <clears throat> Sorry. My voice is still kind of funky wonkies, but please deal with that. But anyways, like I said, let's just go ahead and jump into Matthew chapter 15, verses 10 to 20. But before we go, a little bit of context. Um, in the beginning of chapter 15, Jesus was out doing his business, okay, with his disciples, with a couple, when a couple of Pharisees, you know, known as the religious leaders, they were like very judgmental on everybody, okay? They were like religious leaders, okay? They weren't really uh, Jesus-like. They were just very religious instead of having a relationship, okay? So these Pharisees came up to Jesus and started questioning his teachings because the disciples were breaking tradition and not washing their hands before they ate. So they just, I know back then, if you read in the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these Pharisees were always coming after Jesus. They were always trying to find something to get him in jail, always trying to, you know, nitpick every single thing he was doing, okay? They were just judging him ugly and rudely. So they started questioning like, hey, if you're a teacher. Why are you letting them break tradition? Why are you break, letting them break the Jewish law? Why are, you, why are they eating without washing their hands? Da, da, da. So they started questioning, asking Jesus, why would they allow disciples to break these traditions and laws? So Jesus speaks up and he spoke in, uh, questions on their methods, calling them hypocrites because they were judging others when they themselves were following, weren't following the commands of God because of their tradition, which brings us into this parable. So going into verse 10. He said, Jesus sees the crowd, okay? He sees people. He's like, actually, let's bring it in. Let's huddle in. He was like, let's get this thing going, okay? He was like, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand. Mm. <laughs> He's like, listen, please, and understand what I'm trying to say to you. Verse 11, he says, what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Now, before we jump into dissecting this, let's just go ahead and get the key word out, defile, okay? You know, there are times where I'm reading and I'm like, what the frick does this word, what does this mean? So then I have to define that word and defile means unclean or spoiled. And the biblical definition, again, is to corrupt or to pollute, you know, just sinful spiritual impurity. As Isaiah 6, 5 says, woe to me, I cried, I am ruined for I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the God, the Lord Almighty. So again, defile just meaning unclean or spoiled. So when Jesus is saying, what goes into someone's mouth does not make them unclean, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what makes them unclean. So he's telling these Pharisees, these religious leaders, that it doesn't matter by the unclean hands. It's what what comes out of their mouth is what really makes them unclean. So verse 11, verse 11 eating with unclean hands or any such thing that we put into us is not defiling. It's not uncleanness. It's not corrupting or polluting us. Rather, what comes out is what defiles and reveals that we have an unclean other known as defiled heart. But Sabrina, can you break this down a little bit more? Like, what do you what do you mean by exactly that? Well, let's just go ahead and continue on in the verses. Verse 12, it says, Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? And I kind of didn't want to put this specific scripture in, but I feel like it was needed, especially if it's told in this parable, because obviously Jesus 
his intentions were to offend people. He, his intentions, that was like his indeed, okay? He wanted to offend the Pharisees. He wanted to correct them. But I feel like a lot of people might misinterpret that and be like, oh, that's kind of very rude of him. Like, how can he? Jesus did it out of the goodness of his heart. He did it, <clears throat> sorry, he did it out of love. He wanted to correct them because he loved them. He did not want them to continue to walk in a sinful path, in the wrong path that they thought quote unquote, they thought was the right way. When really Jesus was like, I want a relationship. God wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want you to be religious and judgmental and talking down on others just to make yourself, yourself feel better. He's like, I want you to do better. So Jesus' intentions was to offend them and correct them out of a good, a good heart. That Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, I believe. Or chapter four, where he talks about how the Corinthians, he's telling the Corinthians, like, I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart, not to make myself a better, but because y'all need to be told the truth. And this is what Jesus was doing. He's being told the truth. And then going into verse 13, he replied, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. So their commandments of men will not last because they're not rooted either in God or in truth. So if there are things in our life that are not rooted or founded on God, then they will not last. Examples could be relationships. And the Bible says they need to be equally yoked. Your relationships, your friendships need to be surrounded with God. Now, why specifically friendships? Because if you're in a friend group, if you're in a fellowship with people who just gossip, who just talk bad about people, who are always negative and give you advice like, oh, don't forgive them. You need to do this to them. You need, you know, get back at them. Revenge, you know, that is unequally yoked you have to have equally yoked relationships romantically relationships and friendships because those are the ones that glorify god where it says two are united nothing shall separate because if three or more are gathered in the name of the father then he will be there so it is important to have a relationship romantic relationship boyfriend or girlfriend spouse fiance whoever need to have a firm foundation with God needs to be surrounded and centered on him because if it's on sand if it's on you know wobbly things it's going to fall apart but if you're founded on God and your relationships and friendships then then it will last and again it goes with habits it goes with our words it goes with our actions if our actions words and habits are not founded on godly things and what the commandments tell us to do and what God, Jesus is telling us to do then it's not going to last if it is not of god it is not going to last and it will be rooted it will be pulled out by god and then verse 14 it says leave them so Jesus says leave the religious leaders he's like let them be it's whatever he was like they are blind guides if the blind let the blind, both will fall into a pit. So not only does Jesus talk about spiritual blindness, but he talks about the physical blindness. He, he says at the end of verse 14, physical blindness, if they're both blind, they're going to fall. I mean, it does make sense. If blowed by both blind people <clears throat> are led together, then they're going to fall in a pit. But he says in the beginning of verse 14 about a spiritual blindness, that they're blind guides, meaning they're blindly leading people, not knowing what they're doing. In these words, Jesus, we see the guilt of those who are blind leaders of the blind. And it also puts a responsibility on the leaders. Example, me being the youth teacher, me leading the podcast, just anything for giving a message, giving a sermon. You have to make sure that you are not spiritually blind. You need to ask God to open your eyes spiritually that you may see in the spirit, that you are aware that you're not being a hypocrite. Like I said in the last part of the speck in the log, how you're judging someone of the speck in their eye, but then there's a whole log in yours. You need to not be a hypocrite. So we need to have the ability to set the right examples. We need to be Christ-like followers and be the right example of what Jesus and who Jesus is. In Proverbs ten seventeen, it says, whoever heeds discipline will lead the way to life, but whoever ignores correction will correction will lead others 
astray. So we need to make sure that we are not spiritually blind, that we are walking the path that Jesus is calling us to walk and who we are made in his image. Okay. <clears throat> so in verse, I'm sorry, my throat is like, like very raspy today. I don't know, maybe because I just woke up like two hours ago, but that's not, <laughs> that's besides the point. Anyways, verse 15, it says, Peter said, explain this parable to us. Literally, Peter is me. <laughs> Peter is so me because <laughs> if I was there, I'm like, um, can you slow it down a little bit, Jesus? Because you're going a little too fast. You use rapid firing right now. And I'm like, yo, I'm taking it all in, but I really need to dissect it. And Jesus says, are you still so dull? I'm like, <laughs> if I was there, I'd be like, yo, Jesus, you have to understand, bro. Like, I'm a human and you're a human as well, but you've got the knowledge and wisdom like no other. I'm, I ain't got that yet. You know what I'm saying? So Jesus asked him that. And he says in verse 17, which gets very, very deep, guys. So make sure you're paying attention to this. He says, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? So Jesus is saying that we are being defiled. We are unclean from the inside out rather from the outside in. Now, Sabrina, what does that mean? Sabrina, define that a little bit more. Okay, so going into verse 18. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. And these defile them. These make them unclean. So what Jesus is saying, or what he's trying to say, is that the things we say, the way we speak it, and how we act on it, is a reflectance of our heart. Okay, an example let's just throw me in there let's just throw me in the mix i'm currently speaking about jesus okay i'm um, filming an episode for you guys i'm getting you know i'm reading the bible i'm getting fed the word i'm going to church events these church gatherings the women's fellowship aka go check out the tiktok definitely definitely go check out the, t- the tiktok i'm making more of those but anyways you know i'm doing these things for the glory of god you know i'm reading the word not only that but i'm applying it into my life and i'm acting out on it and that just shows where my heart is at and where my heart is filled up of Okay, but Serena, we get that. Okay, you're applying it, you're acting on it, but like, how is that? How do you know when exactly your heart is filled up with God? How do you know what your heart is filled up of in general? Well, let's go to verse 19. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual morality, theft, false testimony, and slander. Now, it don't have to be murder or adultery or those exact high top things you know it could be the simplest things jesus boldly states that the evil things come from our innermost nature so if we're filled with jealousy hatred um, revengeance um, anger unforgiveness bitterness sadness depression and if we're, that is all filled up in our hearts then it reflects on our external beings so if we're out to seek revenge we're going to act on it if we're out to see um for unforgiveness and we have bitterness we're going to act out on it it reflects on our external beings not only is it the what but also the who okay referring back to isaiah 6 5 where we read in verse 11 it mentions the the word defile and what that exactly means because if we go back isaiah 6 5 says i am ruined for i am a man of unclean lips and i live among a people of unclean lips so isaiah is saying here that not not like I'm already born into sin as we all are. Okay. We're already born into sin. We already have growing up, you know, being fed the wrong things. We already have an unclean heart. He goes, but not only am I trying to do better, he goes, I've seen, I've seen God. I I, I heard of him. I want to do better, but it's hard for me because not only am I struggling on my own, but I'm surrounded by people who are filled with uncleanness, who are filled with ungodliness, who out of the heart come evil thoughts. So he's saying he lives among unclean lips. He lives among those unclean people, ungodly people. So because of his surroundings, he was always filled with a defiled heart that 
that being that being said, he's where Jesus says in verse 17, don't you see whatever goes into the mouth? So Isaiah is saying, I'm being filled with all that. That is going into my mouth, going into my ears, and then it stirs something in my stomach, and then it comes out through the mouth. It comes out through the body, which reflects on who I am. So when I was saying that I apply God's word, I'm hearing the word of God going in my ears, in my mouth, and it stirs something within my spirit. It stirs something in the Holy Spirit, in my soul, and my heart grows more of him. My heart is thumping for him. My heart is just is being filled with him, and that's how it is being reflected through my mouth, through my actions. So that's what it means. You know the saying of, you are who you hang, out, hang around with. It's the exact same thing. Isaiah was struggling. Isaiah want, didn't want to be surrounded by those people. And the Bible says bad company corrupts bad character. And I've always told people this. I also tell my youth students this, that it is very important on who you hang around with. Because who you hang around with is who you are going to be. And I know my sister and my youth group get tired of me saying this. But it is it, in like it is so true. Because if you are... I hear a lot of people say, well, they... They respect how I feel, you know, I'm a Christian, whatever. They know that. Like, I put it out there and all that. Like, they get that. And whenever they slip up on a cuss word, they are like, oh, I'm sorry. And I totally understand they respect you. But at the end of the day, like, if that is your best friend, if that is your fellowship that you're surrounding yourself with, if you need advice, are you going to go to them? Because they're going to give you worldly advice. They're not going to give you biblical advice. Because me personally, if you come to me, I'm going to give you biblical advice. I'm going to switch it up and be like, hey, yo, this is what God is saying, and I think you should give it to you. I'm going to give you scriptures. I'm going to give you things to look at in the Bible. I'm not going to give you on the worldly advice what the world has taught me. Because in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, to lean not on your own understanding. So I'm not going to lean on mine or the world or what the world taught me, but I'm going to lean on the Bible and I'm going to lean on God and what he's told me. So that being said, it is very important who you surround yourself with because what goes into your ears, what goes into your mouth is going to stir something because you are who you hang around with. The environment you surround yourself with is very, very important <clears throat> to look at. But ending it off in verse 20, it says, these are what defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Again, Jesus being telling the Pharisees that because they didn't wash their hands does not make them unclean. But what comes out of it? And I'm so glad that the Pharisees pointed this out. Because if the Pharisees did not point out or correct or try to go at Jesus for this, we would not have been told this. We have, we would have not been told this at all. We wouldn't have been like, oh, I didn't know it is important about what we hear and what we see. Which also goes through music as well. What are you listening to? Who are, what are you watching? It goes with a lot of things. What are we filling our hearts up with? But I'm so glad, and I don't know if this is wrong to say, but I'm so glad the Pharisees did this because, again, God's timing, God's plan. He was like, I'm going to get this word out there because my people need to hear this. So verse 24, the emphasis of the religious leaders in Jesus' day and often in our own days, it is often, <clears throat> sorry, it is often only on these external things, not the internal things that make for true righteousness. Okay, I've talked about this in life by the spirit that when God starts to move, he's going to change things internally for you, not externally. When I when I mean that, I'm not saying internally and then on the X, you're going to look more pretty. You're going to be more taller or you want to get shorter. You're going to have good hair, you know, good nails. None of that. Okay, he's not talking about physical appearance. It's about the spiritual appearance that you're going to show others. A lot of people tell me and come up to me, yo, Serena. Like, I see you're following God and everything, you know. Like, what's changed? I mean, you look the same, you know. You, st I'm like, you know what? You're so right. I still got, you know, I'm still tall. <laughs> I still got my weight, you know, the thing I'm trying to lose, you know, go on a diet or whatever. I still have my small eyes. I still have my curly, my big, puffy, curly hair. I was like, you are so right. But why don't you ask me how I feel? 
Like, why are you so focused on what I look like? You think that God is going to change your physical appearance? God is going to change the internal and it's going to show on the external being. He's going to stir something spiritually inside of you. So a lot of things I don't get is, Sabrina, how do you feel? Sabrina, how does that make you feel? Like what has changed spiritually, your emotional, your mental? A lot of people just look on the outer appearance like you look the same. Nah, Brody, ask me how how do I feel? Do I feel? I sure as heck don't feel the same as I did a couple years ago, two, three years ago. But the summary of it all <laughs> is that our hearts are a reflection of who we are. This whole entire parable can go in many ways, okay? can interpret many things. But for this specific thing, our hearts are a reflection of who we are. If we are filled with the word of God and applied into our life, then we become a reflection of Jesus-like Father. We become, our hearts are a reflectance of our Heavenly Father. And the way we walk is going to be a reflection of Jesus. If we are filled with ungodly things, and as it says in verse 10 and 11, if we're founded on unclean things, then nothing will last for us. We become the opposite of what we are called to be for the kingdom of heaven. So the questions I have for you, for those who are listening, what is your heart filled up of? What is rooted in your heart? What are you feeding your heart and what is it feeding off of? Those questions all mean the same thing. There's different, just different ways of asking. So ask yourself, what is my heart filled up of? What am I feeding my heart or what is it feeding off of? Because again, in verse, uh, let's see, verse 13, where it says that our heavenly father anything that had that he has not planted will be pulled up by the roots so not only is he telling us that hey whatever you're doing that is not of me is not going to last but also it gives us the hope and the promise that because it is not of him he can pull it out because of what jesus did on the cross for us you see like verse 13 can go so many different ways so it gives us the hope and the reassurance and it tells us like if it's not of him it's not going to last he's telling you and it's a promise like it's not so don't even try anymore it's not going to last and also gives us the hope of saying because it is not of me i'm going to take it out depression out anxiety out sadness out all of that he's going to take it out because it is not of him and that's where deliverance comes in which is a great topic for another time anyways what is your heart filled up of what is your heart rooted in what are you feeding your heart and what is your and what is it feeding off of just ask yourself these questions i would love to hear your comments if you want to send it to me personally through our instagram make sure you go ahead and do that but if you want to type it in the comment section on youtube or on the apple podcast make sure you go do that and i would love to hear you guys's answers to these questions again if you don't want to put it out there just text me separately through the instagram through my personal account or through the um podcast account sorry my voice is like very very off but it's fine but anyways thank you guys for tuning into me today's word i hope that today's parable really spoke to you and really opened your eyes spiritually on what you need to do and maybe things you need to stop doing and make sure you follow the social media platforms all in the description you know the tiktok i'm posting more on there um the instagram also we are now officially on spotify a little claps i don't want to clap too loud but we're officially on spotify make sure you go check that out again subscribe to the youtube channel um hopefully by the next year because we're coming close to 2024 and i'll talk more about that in next week's episode but thank you guys so much make sure you reach out for any suggestions any future episode requests and just prayer requests or anything in general you would like to share a praise report 
share anything that is moving in your heart, how God is stirring in your life. I would love, love to hear from that. Let's grow a fellowship and relationship together, you peeps. You are my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I love you all. So yes, thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys are having a blessed, blessed week, and I hope to talk to you guys next Wednesday. Love you guys. Bye-bye.